The world has written a narrative of motherhood that's narrow and limiting. But that's not how motherhood was designed to be. We don't have to accept that narrative or stay in that confined space. As Christian mothers, we have the freedom to create a beautiful, fulfilling, and inspiring life for ourselves and for our families. We can live a life of purpose and vision in the midst of the confusion around us. I want you to move from being unsure to being confident as a mom. I want to see you let go of the overwhelm and guilt and embrace the freedom we have in Christ. Let's learn how to enjoy the life and the family we've been given. Let's create homes where faith can grow and hearts can be shaped for the kingdom. I'm Audrey McCracken, and welcome to Grace for My Home. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Grace for My Home. I am so excited to be here again with you this week, and I'm excited about the um, the topic that I'm going to talk with you about today. Um, and I just kind of want to give a little preface to it. You know, I am a teacher. It's just who I am, and I love to teach. And there, with this podcast, I have enjoyed coming to you every week, but sometimes I find it hard because I want to go deeper. I have so much that I want to say on these topics. And, you know, and I find myself going into my teaching mode and I have to pull back because I want my podcast to be conversational. You know, I, I really sometimes I can't don't feel like I can even scratch the surface on some of the things I want to talk about. So what I've been thinking about is looking into ways and I have been looking into ways that I can do a more in-depth Bible study or an online course, some way that I can come to you and those who are interested, that I can bring to you um, more on the topics, some of the topics that I've that I'm discussing. Because I really think I, I think about myself. I love. I'm a podcast junkie. And that's one of the reasons that I wanted to start this podcast was because I love listening to podcasts when I'm doing things like cooking supper or walking or driving. And, you know, those aren't times that you have a Bible and you're sitting down and, you know, you're really meditating. Those are, you know, things that you do as you're you're about your business during the day. But I would like to do... Um, some Bible studies with you guys, those who are interested. So I'm working in my mind right now, trying to work that out, how I can pull that in, how I can pull that off. But today, the topic that I want to talk with you about is so good. And I know I'm only going to be able to scratch the surface on it, but I think it's worth bringing to you. And I believe it's going to be a blessing to, to many. Today, I want to talk with you about Saving Our Children from the Current of the Nile. And we're going to talk about Pharaoh and Moses and Moses' mom. And I really think you're going to enjoy this today, or at least I hope so. And I'd like to, at a later time, maybe do a little, do a more in-depth study of this. But for today, I'm just going to put out there the highlights. 
this story, what I'm going to share with you today, the reason it means so much to me is because, you know, as a mom, and I feel like many of you out there feel the same way, just from talking to moms and letters and emails and texts that I've gotten, I, I, we we are raising our children in a completely different world than the world even we grew up in just, you know, a few years ago. And, you know, the things we see on the news, the things we see on social media, the topics that are just prevalent today that we're discussing today, you know, things in the church and outside the church, we are sending our children into a world that sometimes it can be scary because, you know, I find it hard sometimes to maneuver all of the issues that are facing, that we're facing today. And how on earth do I prepare my little ones, you know, who are innocent and who I want to serve God, how do I prepare them for the world they're going into when I'm not even sure what kind of world they're going into? But the message that I'm going to share with you today has brought me comfort and helped me, and it has helped me to walk in faith as I point them to Jesus, as I, you know, live by faith and giving them the best that I know how to give them. Several months ago, the youth at our church did a study on the book of Revelation. And my sister, she's the youth pastor at our church, and she did this um, teaching with them. And it was so good. It was so good that there were adults in in the church that wanted to come in and get in on the Revelation Bible study. So it turned out to be a lot more than just the youth. And they used a, a book that I'm actually going to start reading to my seventh grader this year because it's a kid's book and it's easy to understand. But they learned so much. You know, we don't have to be afraid of what's coming because God wrote the book. And, you know, it says in Revelation, a lot of people avoid the book of Revelation And it says in Revelation, those who read this book are blessed. We don't have to be afraid because God knows everything and he's orchestrating everything. And as the more I've gotten into, you know, what God says about the world we live in now and what the world is going to look like before he comes, before Jesus returns to the earth, the more I read, the more I understand that he is in total control and that he just wants me to be obedient So that all ties in with what I want to share with you today. And I want to read for you, starting in chapter 2 of Exodus, when the children of Israel first came into Egypt, they were the honored guests because they were Joseph's family. And the Pharaoh at that time loved Joseph. But we find in the book of Exodus, things have changed you know, no longer are they the honored guests. They are the driven slaves. They've been enslaved by Pharaoh, and um, they are living a hard, harsh life. They're praying because they're being oppressed. They're praying to God for help, for deliverance. And Pharaoh, you know, he is a shrewd man. The Pharaoh at this time, he looks around, he sees them, and he says, you know, if these are, this is a strong people. If they were to partner with my enemies and rise up against us, we would be in trouble. So he devises a plan, and his plan is 
that any newborn male child is to be thrown into the Nile. So he's got, that's population control, right? So he is going to take care of these Hebrews. To him, they belong to him. You know, they are his, and he can do with them what he wills. And his whip keeps them in order. And so this is decreed that from now on, any newborn male child is going to be thrown into the Nile. Well, the Nile was one of Egypt's gods because the Nile is what brought Egypt her prosperity. The Nile is what brought the, made the land fertile. And they worshipped the Nile. And they also worshipped the crocodiles in the Nile. So Pharaoh's plan was basically to sacrifice Israel's children to the gods of Egypt. So what do you do? If you're a slave, you don't, you don't do anything. You do what Pharaoh says. But when we read in chapter 2, it says, Now a man of the tribe of Levi married a Levite woman, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. But when she could hide him no longer, she made a basket for him and coated it with tar and pitch. Then she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. Now, I want to stop right there. And you notice here in verse 2, and it says, When she saw him, that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. And I just want to say that I think that God, He gives us special eyes to see our children with. I believe that when we have those children that it is natural to look at them and think, this is a precious soul, that this child has a special call and God has a special plan for his or her life. I believe that is the gift of God to us mamas. And I believe that it's the gift of God to those children. They need someone to believe in them. They need someone to believe that there is something special about me, that God has a plan for my life. You know, and I don't mean raising kids that, that think they're better than other people. That's not what I'm talking about. You know, we've all met parents who don't think their kids should, well, maybe we haven't. I have met parents who don't think their kids should have to stand by the rules of other people because they're special. I'm not talking about that kind of special. I'm talking about we feel a responsibility to do everything we can for that child because we know there's something very precious in him or her. And I believe that's the gift of God. And that's what Moses' mom saw when she looked into the eyes of that baby. She saw God has a plan for this one. And so she prayed. And she has this idea. Her idea is, I am going to make him a basket. And I'm going to coat it with tar and pitch. And I am going to trust God. See, sometimes we think, I'm only a mom. You know, she was only a slave. And not only was she a slave, she was a woman. So she had no rights. She had no power. She had no way out from this horrible situation. It seems that she was doomed to take this precious one 
that she knew was special and toss him to the gods of Egypt. But she was a praying woman, and she was a woman who believed in the one true God. And ladies, that's what we have to do. We have to pray and obey, even when situations seem impossible. You know, we live in a world where it feels like right now that it's inevitable that our children will go the way of the world. Maybe you don't feel that way. I have felt that way before. I have felt that the pull of this world is so much stronger than me and my church and in God, even God. I have felt that way. I have felt that way because I grew up in church and it didn't keep me. It didn't keep me. Now, I'm, it wasn't God's fault. It wasn't the church's fault. You know, it wasn't. But there was this thought when I had my own children, well, what if they run like I ran? And so this story gave me hope and faith that God can keep my children. It also talks about Moses and his parents in Hebrews 11, when it talks about the great men and women of faith. In Hebrews chapter 11, Starting in verse 23, it says, By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born, because they saw he was no ordinary child, and they were not afraid of the king's edict. And then in verse 24, By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God, rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt, because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. And you notice that in that last verse I read, By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who was invisible. The same faith that was in Moses' mom, we find in Moses. Because she said, I'm doing something different. You know, I'm just a woman. I'm just a mom. But I'm going to believe for the impossible. Because she feared God more than the king, Moses could fear God more than the king. Isn't that good? Her faith was an example to him. And because she had faith, he was able to live long enough to have faith. And I just think that's a beautiful picture. Now, I just imagine this mom, and you know, it says she hit him for three months. And I just imagine her you know, hiding this baby. I don't know how you hide a baby that long because you know they're loud. They cry. But I just imagine her rocking that baby. And I imagine in between, you know, her rocking him, I imagine her weaving her basket. She's, I just imagine her rocking him and weaving her basket. And she has to make sure that basket is the best basket she's ever weaved. And she has to make sure it's tight. It's watertight. She has, she covers it with pitch and tar because of the precious cargo that's going in that basket. And mamas, those are our prayers. See, we have to release them. 
They have to go into the world. We cannot hide them forever. Right? And we're going to put them in the Nile. We're going to set them out into the world. But not unprepared. Because as we're as they're under our care, we are praying for them. We are preparing them. We are weaving our basket so that the water of the Nile, the water of this world, cannot get in. Your prayers matter. You are making a place, a safe place, for them to be launched into this world. And God will honor your prayers. He's the one who called you to pray. He's the one who's called you to defy the king of this world and say, nope, not mine. Mine are going to be different. Mine are going to be covered. Mine I'm going to believe for. And you know, you know, I'm sure most of you know the story. She releases him into the Nile. God leads that baby right where he's supposed to be. And you know, eventually he grows up. He comes back to her. She gets to raise him. She raises him for the early part of his life. We don't know exactly how long. Eventually, he has to go to Pharaoh's court. So he goes to Pharaoh's court. Then he goes to the desert, stays there for 40 years. And then at the end of that 40 years, he is called by God. That's when his calling starts. But do you know what she put in him at that very early age kept him through all the courts of Pharaoh and through all the time in the desert. What you are imparting to your children and their early years and those formative years of their life, it is so powerful. It can keep them through every season. I do believe that He will cover your little ones and that your prayers are so powerful. Precious mama, don't stop praying. They need your prayers. You know, I believe that, you know, Moses at that burning bush, he had to make a decision. He had to decide, am I going to do this? You know, am I going to serve God? And because his mother was faithful, he was alive to be faithful. And because she had given him an example of this is how you serve God, This is how you trust God. This is how you defy what the world says your life is going to be like. He knew how to do it. This world has a strong current, and it feels sometimes like we are just doomed, and our children are doomed to be affected and changed and controlled and pulled down by this world. But precious ones, we are not. We are in Christ and we have precious promises and he will cover you and your children. Do not give up praying for them. They need their basket strong. And I'm not just talking about little ones. I'm talking about big ones. I'm talking about grown ones. I'm talking about grandchildren. You are so important in the plan of God for your children and your home and your family. God needs you to believe. He needs you to see to look in their eyes and believe for them that God has a plan for them. And He will use your prayers as a means of getting them where they need to be. Amen? 
I could go on and on with this. There's so much more I'd love to share in this, but because of time, I want to keep it short because of, you know, I want to honor the time and keep it short. Um, I do want to ask you if you have found this podcast helpful, please share it with a friend. If you know somebody else who who you think this would encourage or bless, please share it with them. Let them know. And um, I'll, As the months go on and I figure out exactly what I'm going to do, I'll share that with you guys too. I'll share it on my blog, graceformyhome.com, and I'll also share it here because I'm going to put together some kind of Bible study, some some kind of course, and I'm just trying to figure out the details right now. And, um, you know, I'm just mulling it over in my mind. If you have any suggestions, I am all ears. So please don't hesitate to send me a message and send me a message anyway. Just send me a message to say, hey, I'm listening because that encourages me and I need all the encouragement I can get to. But um, I just want to pray for you before we go. Lord, it's not by might, it's not by power, it's by your spirit And I pray, Lord, that we would have that same faith that Moses' mom had, that she believed, I'm just a mom, but my God is greater than the gods of Egypt. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us to so weave a basket of prayer for our little ones and our big ones and our loved ones, that, Lord God, they would be safe when they are released into this world and that they would find that you would direct their basket to where they need to be. And God, we pray that you would show us wisdom. God, show us, like Moses' mom, how to prepare them in those formative years so they can stand when they're released. And Lord, we just pray. We pray, Lord, for wisdom. Lord, we ask you to cover our homes and our hearts and our minds and show us the plan that you have for us. God, show us our piece of the puzzle. In Jesus' name, we pray and we thank you. Amen. hope you've enjoyed this episode today and will join me here again next week. You can find more encouragement on my blog at graceformyhome.com. God bless. Bye-bye.